Welcome to HB RV Lifestyle, the podcast. They call me the honey badger because I give it to you straight and transparent about the RV world. If this is the first time you are visiting this podcast, I have over 15 years of RV experience at the dealership level between the dealership and the manufacturer, actually. I worked for uh, Coachman RV for about a year. That was actually my dream job. I did a uh, an episode, one of my very first episodes of this podcast, season one, was my excitement for getting my dream job. And there were some uh, complications involved in all of it. But when I finally got it, it was like bad timing. 2022 was an absolute nuclear bomb to the recreational vehicle industry. Now, you wouldn't have known it by looking at the profit and loss statement of the umbrella corporations like Forest River, Berkshire Hathaway, uh, Thor Industries, Winnebago Industries. Um, These were all companies that made a bunch of money in 2022 and today they're struggling to even keep their employees working. Now they shot themselves in the foot, so I wanna make sure everybody has that understanding. The industry on the factory level decimated its chances of survival through an economic hardship by what they pulled last year in 2022. Now we're in December of 2023 coming up here very shortly. I think two days we're, shoot, we're 20, 26 and a half days away from Christmas. And they shot themselves in the foot for 2024 as well. So that's my first topic of today. <clears throat> I did a, um, a video, a regular video for this on the other channel, on the YouTube channel. Uh, if you're watching this, obviously we don't have anybody in the live stream right now. I am going to do a live stream every single night, Monday through Friday, on the YouTube channel, uh, right around 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Oh, and I'm making noises kind of move around in a chair and I got the sniffles and I got the coughs, but let's get, let's dive into this real quick. You as an industry, meaning you, the manufacturer, should have shut it down last year. I was talking to a few uh, people that are really close on the banking side. And the financing side, which is the dealer financing side, not not what they not me getting you a loan, but the floor plan side, meaning the banks that give out the inventory loans for uh, dealerships to be able to stock the RVs on their lot, they were even telling the big wigs of Forest River and Winnebago 
and Thor Industries, like Keystone and Grand Design. And they were telling these guys, slam on the brakes. Shut down for four months this year. Let the dealerships have an opportunity to catch up. Greed got the best of them. Ego more than anything. I was talking to um, this. I'm not going to tell you who said this. If he listens to this podcast, he can put it in the comments section or he can announce it himself. But I sat with a guy, two men, having a beer in Indiana. And one of them said, well, they ordered the product, so they should take it. Okay. Well, every dealer was ordering hundreds if not thousands of RVs every other month because COVID was insanity. 2020 and 2021, we couldn't get any product, as everybody knows. That being said, (laughs) as Spock would say from Star Trek, You have to have some kind of inventory control. You knew it wasn't going to last forever. You knew it wasn't going to last very long. So why did you just keep building? You built out of greed. And and the problem is a lot of that inventory is going back. So they shot themselves in the foot. The market is going to be over flooded with inventory for the next 36 months. That's my prediction. We will not get through this problem till the probably end of 2027. Now, while that's not going to affect us at the dealership level, it's going to affect the manufacturing level. Because at the dealer level, I have within seven stores, I have 18 months of inventory. I don't need any more. We'll sporadically take some 2024s here and there, here and there, here and there. We'll do some orders from people if you really got to spend more money and get a 2024. Totally get it. But for the most part, if you see all the 2023s throughout the entire industry, and there are some 2022s still lingering out there, we're in deep trouble on the manufacturing side. Because let's just say, for example, let's say next year I sell 250 trailers out of my lot. And every lot that we have averages 250 units for next year. That's reasonable. If we sell 250, we still have six more months of supply of RVs. And then you got to take into account we're going to be bringing in a little bit of the newer stuff. We're going to be taking trades. We're going to have some used consignments. We're going to purchase some stuff from the auctions. The dealers are going to be fine. The dealers are going to survive this. They're going to be so strong that manufacturers are going to have to fight for space on the lot. Okay. But see, by that point, this is why people don't understand the balance of this. By the time... This all occurs. Interest rates are going to go down. So dealerships are just going to raise their prices. 
That, that's what people don't have the understanding of. No matter how many times I've explained it. So I have a better explanation for you. Way better. We're going to use gasoline as an example. Okay, When gasoline hit $5 a gallon in Las Vegas, Nevada, do you think that the amount of driving you did as a consumer was more or less when gas prices were at five bucks? Less, right? Obviously, okay? When gasoline drops down to, let's say, $3.80 a gallon like it did recently, do you think you're gonna do more driving? Or less driving you're gonna do more so it's the same way that interest rates and RV prices are affected when RV price when RV interest rates are at a all-time high we sell less inventory unless we drop our prices unless we make less money because the payments have to become affordable right okay when interest rates go down and we can make payments more affordable we're going to raise our profit margin up we're going to raise our prices coming up why i'll tell you why because we have to make money at some point and it's only logical when interest rates are low we at that point are going to make more money We got to make up for all the losses we're taking. We took this month alone at this store in Pahrump, Nevada, we took $88,000 in losses moving inventory. 88,000, guys. You bought, if you take the 10 deals we sold, every single consumer averaged buying it for $8,000 less than the dealership did. Now, the lever being pulled doing that hurts the used market tremendously because now used values go down as we sell new stuff for less and less and less and less and less the value of used goes down and down and down and down and down same thing with trucks right now imagine when they actually start taking losses to move trucks and other vehicles it's it's insanity this is, this is literal insanity that we're going through. But the good news is, is to hear the stories of people that are... I'm just glad that gas prices have not deterred people from the lifestyle. You might be smarter about where you're going and you might be planning your trips better instead of allowing chaos to take over like I would love to do. Shit, I'd love to have chaos all over the place, right? But I can tell more people are very structured about their, their camping trips and, and where they're going to go, what route they're going to take. Um, we just saw an uptick of snowbirds 
uh, heading to the East Coast because of fuel prices. For example, uh, parts of Tennessee, including Knoxville, uh, parts of South Carolina, parts of Southern Georgia, Florida, East Texas, you're starting to see these snowbirds are no longer going to Palm Springs. They're no longer going to Cathedral City or, or Glamis or wherever they're going, King of the Hammers. Because fuel prices on the West Coast are $1.10, $1.20 more than the East Coast right now. Will that happen next year? Probably not. I think it'll be a little more spread out next year. Depends on how people like it. Some people might go, you know what? Why didn't we do this before? And some people are going to go, oh my God, I hate it. It's crowded. There's like people on top of people on top of people on the East Coast. And they're going to go back to the West Coast where it's wide open, where <laughs> there's... Only a third of the population of the United States of America lives on the West Coast. And the super majority of that's in California. You take away California's population, the West, Western USA is mostly vacant. I mean, you take away 44 million people and... If I remember right, somebody told me, I don't remember who told me this, but somebody said and compared that if you take Florida and New York's population and you take away California, that's about how many people live on in the Western United States. I mean, isn't that just mind-blowing? To me, it's like, wow. You're, you're kidding, right? <laughs> and then you look it up and you're like, how do you get that many people in little New York State, let alone New York City? Pardon my sniffles. Wow. Oh. The other thing that I'm very, very, like, encouraged by is I'm encouraged that this year we're not going to be bombarded with snowstorms and rainstorms like we were last year i know we're gonna get rain and i know we're gonna get snow and hopefully it's consistent and hopefully it continues the path of keeping us above the drought line but last year was ridiculous it was like almost every day i was driving through a snowstorm when I was on the road working for Coachman last year, I just I would I remember looking around, and even earlier this year, I'm like looking around on the freeway driving 70 miles an hour down I-80, and there's just snow everywhere, more than usual. You got, but the positive part was there are a bunch of lakes filled up, a bunch of rivers filled up, good snowpack. I I love all that, but we just I mean. Can we cut it down to like maybe 70% of that where we can have a little bit of a break, please? Just a little bit. Oh, man. 
Oh, RV interest rates are really getting interesting. Um, RV rates are, are climbing. Uh, I just had one of the major credit unions I use raise their rates to 11% today. That was interesting. They're the uh, third largest credit union west of the Mississippi River. And they buy deep. They buy a lot of deals. And they just raised their rate to 11%. So it went from 9.5 to 10.99 in less than two weeks. And remember, I told you guys this. If you listen to other my other podcasts, if you're a fan of my YouTube channel, you'll notice that I was predicting this stuff. I was telling you over and over and over and over again that, guys, the credit unions are going to be higher than the banks eventually. So we have to take advantage of everything. And But, you know, as I said, as I said for years, it'll flip-flop. Right now... The prime banks at the dealerships are going to have the lower interest rates. They're going to be at the eight and a half, eight nine nine range. Um, when when you start looking into, uh, and I'm talking about down the road, when you start looking into when rates go down, credit unions will get better than the banks again, but it'll take a year or two. So good times, good stuff. There's nothing wrong with it, right? Hmm. Boy, I gotta get another chair. This thing is squeaking. Good lord. Hmm. <coughs> Pardon me. Um oh one more announcement. <coughs> Real quick. Um this will probably take the last ten minutes of the show. Um I'm going to be taking a small sabbatical from the podcast um, right after the 12th of December. So I'm going to take uh, the 12th uh, through the 25th off. So after December 12th, uh, I'm going to take a 13-day break from everything from TikTok to my YouTube channel. Now there will be content released. So I'm going to set what I'm going to do is you probably won't even notice I'm gone. Where you'll notice I'm gone is in my uh, comments. I won't be responding to the comments as quickly or as fast as I normally do. Um, so I mean I'm going to try but I'm, I'm, I'm going to but my goal is is to kind of do a hard reset for myself. It usually takes me about two weeks to develop a habit, and I want to get back in the gym. I'm 216 pounds. I'm four pounds away from my uh, all-time high. And it, for me, it's just time to lose the weight. I'm going to talk about more about that as the, week, as the next couple weeks go on. So you'll have at least 10 more episodes before I go on this hiatus. Um, it's a good time for you to catch up on a lot of stuff. So if you guys like this podcast, I've got three seasons of content that's really never been viewed because my stuff doesn't get pushed out organically. Because again, you know, a lot of, I, I was telling people this the other day, YouTube, unless you pay 
big bucks to have someone marketing you unless you pay high dollars to have all your videos edited by a professional and you have your titles and your thumbnails all done professionally YouTube doesn't push your content organically fast they don't I learned from a class I took watch this I learned from a class that I took that these guys pay Google Ads. That's how they do it. They go and pay for Google Ads. Uh, one gentleman to get his channel up and running spent $50,000 on Google Ads for four of his videos in total. Not, not 50 grand per, 50 grand for all four videos. I think it came up to like 20, 20, 12,500 apiece. And it blew his channel up. Now I consider that one heck of an investment because to me that kind of commitment and investment will come back to him in the end and add revenue, uh, brand deals, things of that nature. And it targets audiences. So that's what this YouTube, it's not an algorithm, it's what the YouTube advertising does is it targets specific people i was actually debating whether to do it myself take my credit i have one credit card that's like 10 grand limit i have zero balance on it and i was like you know what why don't i just run up the balance to ten thousand dollars do a google ad on youtube and promote one of my videos and watch it just grow because then my channel will grow but i don't really want to do that TikTok, same thing. When I started the TikTok thing 18 months ago, I went viral 27 times. And what I consider viral is really anything over 100,000 views. It was all done organically. Now, watch this. Now, today... I can't get more than 250 to 400 views because TikTok, for you to get more views, they want you to pay for those views. So for you to become an influencer on TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, you really have to invest money into it. If you don't, it's going to be slow growth. There's nothing wrong with slow growth, but it can be frustrating. So I went through a string of videos where I launched, oh God, how many did I launch? Well, let me look. I think I launched like 50 videos this month, something like this, something like that on my regular YouTube channel. I'm going to look it up right now. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry. My nose is just stuffed, man. Okay. So let's go to let's go to analytics. And we're gonna go November. We're gonna go to content. 
Okay. Uh, all videos. So videos. Give me a second. Here we go. Okay. So I launched a uh, survey says. <laughs> okay, here we go. So I launched 21 videos this month. Okay. 21. And I averaged on those new videos, I averaged 1,200 views in the first three days. And then, of course, my, my content's evergreen. So it'll, I, I've had a video that I did two years ago that just reached 17,000 views because I'm one of the first searched. I'm always pretty up there in the search rankings. And nothing wrong with that. But we're talking about browsing view suggested videos. My last three I just launched here are getting like three and 60 and 22 over a three-day period and it's because I'm not paying for it if I was paying for the services to have these companies do this be a whole different ball game so if you're thinking about being an RV influencer on YouTube and you're doing things without going it's the worst thing in the world Oh, there's nothing but bad quality. And if you know what I'm talking about, that's that person has made a big living bashing every RV manufacturer. It seems like the people that bash each other get the most views and subscribers out of anybody. Negativity sells, I guess. Uh, anyway, um... That's it for today, guys. I am super tired. I got videos to edit. And uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow.